Today we're going to be talking about the physical fitness requirements for the modern day hockey player. Hockey really can be summarised as a repeat sprint ability based sport or a hybrid sport in the sense that you need really high levels of aerobic fitness and also the ability to recover quickly between high intensity repeat efforts. So it's also got a big anaerobic component as well. So what I'm going to do in this episode is talk through the different areas you need to be covering off in your training in order to ensure that you're preparing yourself optimally for the demands of the sport to make sure you can reach your potential but also to mitigate against injury risk in a sport that's got quite a high injury prevalence in certain areas based on the demands that it presents for you as an athlete. So if we start with the first one at the top there aerobic capacity. Aerobic capacity is the ability to deliver oxygen to the working muscles and the ability to um, ultimately recover quickly between high intensity efforts utilizing aerobic metabolism. Athletes with a high aerobic capacity can recover faster, can tolerate more work, are less likely to get injured during high intensity bouts of repeat work, but also high density workloads during tournaments, for example, and can also uh, last more uh, or be more effective and last longer during tournaments. So all of those things are obviously very, very valuable. And something which I'll talk about in another episode is that athletes with a high aerobic capacity um, have got the ability to last longer and therefore meeting the basic requirements of a hierarchical approach to training. In other words, the base of our training should be based around can you tolerate the demands of the sport first before you then start to focus more of your efforts towards maximal sprint speed, maximal uh, exposures to repeat sprint ability and that kind of thing. Just being able to tolerate workloads is obviously very, very key to keep people available and on the pitch. The second one then is maximal strength. Really, really important because all movement is underpinned by the ability to express force. And the stronger an athlete is, the more that you can express force and the more that you can tolerate, again, the demands of the sport. So particularly during things like high-speed decelerations, when you're going to have to experience very, very high uh, eccentric loading, the stronger the athlete is, the more effectively they're going to be able to tolerate those kind of demands on the body. Athletes who are weaker aren't going to be able to stop quite as effectively and they're probably going to put joints under more stress when they're decelerating, as an example. Also important to be strong in low positions and so being strong in deep positions of hip flexion, for example, is going to be super important to safeguard those areas in sports that get into these really kind of extreme ranges of motion with a rotational component as well. Number three is tissue capacity. So tissue capacity is the ability of a tissue to withstand repeated loading. So other words, it can be uh, also referred to as muscular endurance. And why that's important, again, is because a sport that's got a lot of density of training in it and high workloads, high volumes of training overall, and it matches during competition. The ability of a muscle to withstand that level of loading is really, really key. So again, have that longevity in a tournament and have a longevity during a game. So rather than just being able to tolerate the odd effort here or there, being able to do that again and again and again without breaking down, without putting the tissue at risk of injury is really important in a sport that's going to require a lot of workload overall. How we go about developing that is through low intensity, high volume training, looking at key areas of the body, including things like the calf, adductor, hamstring, and the trunk. Again, lots of content I've covered on that previously, but we'll be able to cover that in another episode. Number four is repeat sprintability. Repeat sprintability is the ability to uh, perform a repeat effort or repeat efforts back to back and normally in the literature this is regarded as a three second sprint at least with less than 21 seconds recovery between those efforts. You can imagine 
performing a big sprint effort and then short recovery before having to go again. And the more effectively an athlete can express high levels of speed, for example, recover quickly and go again is really characteristic of a sport like hockey where you have these really, really um, short, sharp efforts interspersed with short short recoveries as well. Next is acceleration and top speed. Being able to run really quickly is obviously going to set you apart as an athlete. So if you can accelerate really quickly and you can also run at top speed effectively, then you're going to be a really dangerous player on the pitch because you're going to be able to create separation as an attacker or as a defender, you're going to be able to close space really quickly. And those two things obviously are going to either create or reduce opportunities, whether you're an attacker or a defender for the opposition. Equally for a goalkeeper, being able to get off the line really quickly or be able to respond really quickly to get on and off the ground really fast. All of those qualities are really, really important. So the faster you can execute skills, the more effectively you're going to be able to perform those on the pitch. Last two then is explosive power, mobility and balance. So explosive power, well, power is different from strength in the sense that it's your ability to produce work in a short period of time. And work is force times by the displacement. So very simply, if you can express a lot of force over a big distance in a short period of time, if you imagine a player drag flicking as a really kind of characteristic example of this, then you're going to be in a really, really important, have a really, really important ability there. And you're going to have a really, really big impact on the game. So the ability to do this is important. And the way to improve this is through um, typically moderate load, high speed execution lifts and jumps and plyometrics which again, I'll be able to cover off in another episode. The final one then is mobility and balance. And the reason why mobility and balance are so key is because they're typically related to injury risk and effective positioning. So mobility is key because if you can get into the right positions, low positions, deep positions of flexion, then you're going to be in a really effective position to execute things like passes, tackles, shots when you're on the pitch. And also you're going to put less stress on other areas of the body because you're able to get into these really effective positions. Balance then is, a, is in relation to getting your joints into the right position in space. And if you can do that effectively, you're also going to be able to really effectively safeguard against injury. So having regular mobility and balance work in your program is very, very important. So all of those things make up the modern day hockey player and are all key kind of characteristics physically for any hockey player, no matter what level you're playing at. Now, it sounds like a lot of content to get into the week and in other episodes, I'll cover off exactly how to piece this together into a training program. And I'll link below to some relevant videos um, as well. But overall, the key thing to take from this is you should be trying to cover off all of these in some capacity in your training program. If you want some help with that, obviously just drop me a message below with any questions and I'll be able to give you a, a few kind of pointers with exactly what you should be doing. But I hope that's helped and that's given you a good overview of what a hockey player should be looking to include in their program on a weekly basis.